All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Coaster Eight Five Two, a Hong Kong podcast about all things coasters and theme parks. Good to be back. Good to be back. Long time no see, ah.、Uh-huh. I haven't seen you for quite a while. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. Just being quite busy with schoolwork recently. So you guys listening right here didn't hear me for a couple of weeks or so, but now I'm back. That's good, man. That's really good. Like really refreshing. The sun's been shining. As, as always, like we are not a weather podcast, but I just really love like the weather just now. Even though it's just kind of cold, it's still like sunny all the time and loving life really. Just like been enjoying weather then and now when when we are just like having like the start of the Easter holiday, so pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, but you know, you know, it's just like few days ago, just it's so stupid. Like I have had this like stupid toothache thing that has been like plaguing me for quite a while. It's like there's literally one night that I couldn't sleep because my toothache was so intense, but. Don't worry, it's it's better now. So you would be glad to hear that, like I guess. So that is the that's the ultimate British medicine. Paracetamol for everything. Yeah, it's 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 just so I don't know. It's so one dimensional. They only use paracetamol for everything. Like no matter if you have paracetamol and ibuprofen, that's the other thing too. Like they they just use ibuprofen or paracetamol. Twenty nine p, I mean, twenty nine pence or zero point two nine pounds or equivalent to maybe thirty cents in US dollars. Pretty cheap. <laughs> Cheaper than water, there I say. <laughs> well, and also my hair is kind of like a complete mess right now because hair saloons are not open until twelve. But hopefully, I、uh, I could get my hair sorted. I could see. You have your nice cap on, eh? Yeah, yeah. At least it's gonna open next week or so. That's good. That's all good. And back to t- today's topic.、And、so today we are gonna talk about my quiz, and we are gonna talk about the park spotlight of Fuji Q Highland in Japan, Nihon. Oh, oh, yeah. 因為係咪因為我頭先講咗 quiz 同埋 park spotlight， 所以我 quiz 講咗先啊。Yeah, for sure, for sure. This week gonna we we just gonna do this a bit differently. So hope you guys like um we provide some feedback and see if you would like to see us do more quiz this sort of quiz in the future. So for HM this week we have a bit of a quiz for him today because we thought you guys must be thinking. When he has been hosting a podcast for quite a while, you would think that he would know a bit about theme parks or roller coasters, right? Let's see how much he knew. So, this week I, I gave him a bit of a video to study, and let's see how much he learned、uh, about roller coasters and theme parks in this, in this week. Let's see whether he has studied well for this week. Do you feel well prepared? Are you ready for the quiz? Oh yeah, oh yeah! Come on. Okay, let's get into the quiz. I I would actually attach the 
video for that quiz down below so you guys could check that video out too and i think that video is actually quite good for beginners just getting into the hobby and it's, it's really quite self-explanatory so if you guys want to check that out i would put that uh video link in the description okay let's get into the first question what safety standards do they follow when manufacturing roller coasters in America? Is it A, the ASTM, B, the ASCM, C, the ERSS, or D, the ASGM? Choose your pick. ASTM is the same as mass standards. American Society for Testing and Materials. Yes. Do you actually know this? Because I, I frankly didn't know this before I actually seen that video. Like, I, I would imagine it's like other stuff as well. Like, they they, it's, they, don't, they don't only care for roller coasters, right? I think it's the same organization uh, in terms of inspecting the safety of the uh, roller coaster itself. And currently, well, we're in COVID-19, so uh, masks. Oh, yeah. So it's just something outside field. For STM, they test mass in terms of the BFE, the, the bacteria filtration efficiency, and those kind of stuff. So, it, so in roller coaster, they will test the durability, the the material of the uh, perhaps steel or alloy, the tensile strength of it, and stuff. I guess. Yeah, I guess they they're more. It's more sort of come to the safety sides of things to test if the strength. It's like strong enough and things like that, but it's it's really interesting. I definitely learned it when I was doing this quiz, actually. But moving on to the safety features of sites, let's move on to the second question. So, what wheels actually prevents the roller coaster from flying off the tracks? Is it a a road wheel? Is it b a upstop or uplift wheel? Or is it c a side wheel? It's speedy uplift. So that one, uh, if I'm correct, the wheel is actually underneath the uh, the tubercle track. So when it's so let's say uh, when a roller coaster is going going up the slope, ready ready to be off, when at the at a peak, it doesn't really fly off. Yeah, it's it's actually so the force we are looking here is lateral. Aha, some physics kicking in. Oh, not not quite, not quite. It's it's actually when you think about um, g forces, it's actually vertical g forces that is costing the um, preventing the coaster from actually ejecting from the track itself. So the bottom part of the wheel is actually keeping it in in motion, and that means that it wouldn't just fly off the track, as you say. So. So for all of the, like most of the YouTube videos, um, it's, it's not really true that like the clickbait videos that you see trains flying off, that's not really um actual thing. It, it wouldn't really happen with um, more than they mecha uh, ride mechanics anyways. But actually when it, when roller coaster was first invented, it, it only had the side views, not like the upstop views, but only after a um, certain time that the uh, upstop wheels and things like that are added in because ride speed, us 
as time moved on, uh, rides become more intense. So therefore, they needed the upstart wheel to keep it in place. And yeah, you got you got it correct. So yeah, you you're in a row, man. Two two in a row. That's pretty good. Okay, remember you mentioned about horizontal G's as well. So when approaching corners, obviously, if you if a ride is going straight on corners, then um, it would be quite uncomfortable for riders because they would experience too much lateral sometimes. So so what what is done to the track if 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 the roller coaster is approaching a corner sometimes to minimize the sort of lateral pressure on riders. That feature is I believe it's called banking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey. Would you like to explain a bit more about how how this might be beneficial to reducing the lateral force? Do you know do you know a bit more about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually it's the same idea in in real life car racing. If there are any car enthusiasts here, you will definitely know the famous Green Hell, Nürburgring track, Notch Life, and Germany. So for that circuit, for some corners, there are some banking over there to prevent cars from flying out or, or drifting. So that's basically uh, when you, let's say you turn left, the left-hand side is lower than the right hand side if you if you kind of think about the road surface and and your weight of the car is basically pressing on the banking so it's to, pre to uh, prevent yourself from flying off that's kind of the same idea because of the because when you are turning it's it's like having your motion in, in a partial circle like if you know what I mean and that kind of prevents the inertia force from getting you launched outside of the circular path. Wow, I see your A-level physics knowledge kicking in there. I could only imagine so much about if I actually learn a bit more about physics, but hey, I, I couldn't add much more. You, you explained it really well. <laughs> and if there's no bank, it's called a wild mouse. Yeah, like I mean, it's weird because some some companies are doing not not necessarily like even on conventional roller coasters. Sometimes there's a, a company called Rocky Mountain Construction does like a lot of hybrid coasters, which we will talk about a bit. But the quiz, not not actually in this quiz, but anyways, that's they they did they do this sort of weird outer bank thing where the track basically banks to the opposite side delivering some laterals when you're traversing a hill. So that's a really weird sensation that I've not even experienced before. But I think it would be interesting if I eventually get to experiencing some. Oh, this one might be a bit difficult for you. So this one is one of the first question, uh, the first question about inversions. So right. actually, I think in that video, they only listed like an example of the inversion. But um, so an inversion is when tracks turn upside down or invert riders so for example a typical loop would be an inversion that many people know but can you name the inversion that gives a sensation of weightlessness spins rider through a 360 degree twist and begins and both begins or ends on the vertical incline of a hill is it a 
a barrel roll? Is it B, a corkscrew? Is it C, a zero G roll? Or is it D, a hotline roll? I think it's C, zero G. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it comes to this question, you, you, you could see the hint, right? That it, a sensation of weightlessness that you could feel on them. Aha. During the top of that sort of inversion. So so I, I think it sort of gave a bit of a hint over there. But well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you are absolutely smashing. I wouldn't thought you you smashed four questions so far. That's I'm really impressed so far, you know. Yeah. For for um you you definitely learned much more than your average average non enthusiasts. <laughs> And so let's move on to our next question. How would you describe an out and back layout wooden roller coaster? What would you say the characteristic would be? How would you describe to someone that you, you don't really know what an out and back roller coaster is? Uh, let's see. I'll do this one. My roll of four is gone now. <laughs> is this too hard? Like, is this a bit unexpected? Took a bit of a turn. Yeah, I'll have you to explain it. Thanks. Oh, okay. Yeah, so an out and back layout is basically a conventional layout where the roller coaster sort of comes all the way sort of out. So in it travels in one direction and then sort of goes into the end part and maybe do a turn around or something and then goes back on the same direction, hence the name out and back. So, and a good example of this would be the voyage at Holiday World in um, in Indiana. So, that's that's a pretty good example of uh, out and back layout. But typically, you will see that on wooden roller coasters more. It's typically not done with steel roller coasters because wooden roller coasters are more traditional and they tend to be more basic in the layout. So. An out and back layout would be something that is typically seen with more old scenic railways or wooden roller coasters. Ah, I see. So basically, going kind of the idea of surrounding the park, is it? It's, it's kind of like that, but instead, it's like in like sort of a narrow strip. So it's like a narrow strip, and then it goes sort of out and back. If you check the document, I could show you what an outlet back layout would be. I, I would just paste in and and then later I would edit this in, you know. Ah, uh, okay. So let's move on to our next question. So in that video, they mentioned about the history of roller coasters briefly. And they mentioned that the first modern day ro tubular roller coaster is located in Disneyland Anaheim at Anaheim, California which I know you, which I think you have been to, but they manufactured this first tubular steel roller coaster. But what is the name of that roller coaster and who manufactured the ride? Is it A, Matterhorn Bobsleds by Aero Development? Is it B, Matterhorn Bobsleds by Aerodynamics? Is it C, Space Mountain by Aero Development? Or is it D, Space Mountain by Aerodynamics. <laughs> okay, this name is just so, so, so similar. I will, 
take a guess and go for B. Go for B. Ooh, that's that's close. So basically, you've got it wrong, unfortunately. But it's at least you got like kind of the right ride because actually the ride is called Matterhorn Bobsleds, but it's actually manufactured by the company called Aero Development, which is uh, basically the Aero Developments was the first company they founded to build the roller coaster with Disney Imagineers themselves. But uh, later on, the as um, times goes on, that company actually went bankrupt, and then they rebranded themselves as Aerodynamics. And then guess what? They they actually went bankrupt again, so it's no longer here. It's defunct now. Like that that coaster manufacturer is not here anymore. So that's why there's a distinction between aerodynamics and aero development. Aha! Uh-huh, I can almost sound the same because I recognize aero something when when I'm having a look at the video, and I think the dynamic and development. Like in my opinion, I think dynamics or a dynamic or dynamics sounds better than development. To be honest. Yeah, because you know, you know what? It's it's like I think it's to do with their origin of uh, things. Because I know they they sort of started like manufacturing small scale rides rather than roller coasters first. So they started manufacturing like merry go around and things like that. And maybe they they originally started as a company that actually. Sort of. Basically, you could do. They they're just like workmen. They they do anything you do, like ask them to do. Like they do wood cutting. They do different sort of weird stuff, and and they it's just a by a matter of chance that they they sort of encountered uh Walt Disney himself, and that's how eventually how um the first tubular steel coaster is invented. So without that, it's it's like. We, we wouldn't have so much more roller coasters in, in our future. So we have to be thankful for what we have. So definitely an important history lesson for you there. Yeah, that's very interesting. Okay, this one is a bit more obvious because I guess you could guess from the name. But um, which of the following is not a giga coaster? Is it A, Fury 325? Is it B, Leviathan? Is it C, Intimidator 305, or is it D, Magnum XL 200? So from my understanding, Giga Coaster means 300 feet or higher. So, okay, at least I've got the fundamental, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, you virtually eliminated like two options right up. But unfortunately, I can't remember which is which. <laughs> oh. have, a, have a guess, think about it. Do you want me to repeat um, what the names are? Maybe the names would tell you what it might be. So, which of the following is not a Giga Coaster? So, is it A, Fury 325, B, Leviathan, C, Intimidator 305, or is it D, Magnum XL 200? I think I'll keep the, fir- I'll keep the, the latter to and dump the first two answers. So... Have a guess then. <laughs> so, C, so C or D is... C is Intimidator 305 and D is Magnum XL 200. You say which one is not Giga Coaster, right? Yeah, not a Giga Coaster. 
wait a second. I think C and D, they are, I feel like they are giga coasters. So our D, 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 D. Yes, you, you got it correct. But you know you know why it's called uh, Maximum XL 200? Yes, have a guess. 200 feet, 200 feet, is it? Yeah, it's actually the first hypercoaster. So it's what uh, the first actually full circuit hypercoaster that is above 200 feet. So I think it's like, I can't remember the exact stat, but it is the one one uh the world's first full circuit hypercoaster. So that's why they named it XL two hundred because two hundred feet above two hundred feet. That's that's why. Although although I think the ride actual the actual height of the ride is like two hundred and five feet, I think. So that's why they named it XL two hundred. So I think that's the same idea as how car manufacturers call the cars. For example, I, I, I'm pretty sure many people have heard of uh, Lamborghini Aventador. So that yeah. car is called LP700, and that means 700 horsepower. So that's the same idea. Yes, it's pretty lazy when you think about it. <laughs> Name a coaster after the stats, not a big fan person. I think it's just kind of lazy, isn't it? Like integrating stats into their names. Yeah, so people would call that car Aventador instead of LP700. Like, what? Yeah, just stupid, isn't it? Okay, next one. Bring it up. Yeah, next one is sort of uh, another height ca um, category question, I guess you say. What is King the Car an example of? Is it A, a hyper coaster? Is it B, a strata coaster? Is it C, a giga coaster? Or is it D, a mega coaster? So it's called King of... King Dakar, King Dakar. It doesn't have the height in this name, so... <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't guess it by the name. <laughs> Not this one. So from the name, it gives me an impression that it is... Gigacoaster. I'm sorry, Mag Megacoaster. Oof, unfortunately, that's not correct. Oh, oh, I think okay. you would, you, you actually would trigger many people um, if, if you said, like, it's a mega coaster. But <laughs> that's all right. That's all about learning. So, mega coaster is actually um, the shortest sort of type coaster. So, it's just below 200 feet. So, it's like 0 to 199 feet. So, it's actually shorter than a. Um, Hyper coaster, but it's actually a strata coaster. So strata coasters is any coaster between four hundred feet to four hundred ninety nine feet. So it's it's actually four hundred sixty five. If I remind, if I remember correctly, so it's um it's a pretty tall ride, and it also has like a drop tower built right onto it. Pretty cool. Yeah, from that name, like, uh, sorry if I offend any. Oh, you're real coaster fans here, but like to be honest, like as a GP, I don't from that name, I don't feel like it's uh, you know that high to be honest. It's not too intimidating, isn't it? It's just kind of meh. Yeah, just a first impression of the name. I've uh, encountered that in a video, but can't exactly remember all of them at this moment. Yeah, but actually, in, at the moment in the world, there isn't too much uh, strata coasters, there's only two at the moment. One is King of Car at um, Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey. And then the other one is at Cedar Point, uh, Sandusky, Ohio, uh, called Top Thrill Dragster. 
So they are pretty similar. They are not really that much like difference in height, but they are all all around the same range. So, but we 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 don't really see one built that much because I think it's because of the cost and obviously the manufacturer is like is quite sometimes can be quite a bit unreliable. So that's really why they haven't built that much of that thing yet. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing in. In the car industry, like we've heard of, well, that's a kind of the same idea. We have supercar, we have hypercar. Yeah, yeah, that's basically where the hyper word comes from. And uh, and like those cars with like over a thousand horsepower, and and now they are they are. Uh, I think they are manufacturers trying to attempt a car which can go, I think, beyond like thousand kilometers per hour. Or equivalent to uh, six hundred and twenty miles per hour, and that's mad. And they are testing similar cars in the in the desert. I think just a fun fact. Wow, that's insane, isn't it? Like insane how how quick everything could be like nowadays. Yeah, so that's basically the same speed of a of an average. Aircraft, to be honest, yeah, it's it's like one of those um hyperloop things, like hyperloop trains. If you have heard about, but um, I think it's like developed by, yeah, it's like uh, a sort of magnetic trains in two. But anyways, we are roller coaster podcast, not a <laughs> not a transport podcast. So, well, 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 talking about magnetic. That is a kind of break used, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I do know things. Absolutely, yes. Magnetic brakes are mainly used on rollers nowadays. Like, like it is one of the major methods that how block brakes work in um, roller coasters and stuff. So, okay, talking about speed, how could we not mention about a、uh, launch? So, can you name any any type of Launch system can which is used for a roller coaster. Can you name one?、Uh, well, somehow I I can remember one example. I don't know why. I think one is basically called accelerator, but well, started with X though. I think is that true? Oh, fun! Funny you mentioned that. You know, that's that's an example of a launch coaster. So yeah,、uh, and then in terms of the acceleration, I think it's.、Uh, I'm not sure about this. Particular one, but I do know that for a type of launch roller coaster, it is launched with magnetic as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, you you're right. If magnetic is kind of like a method of launching, but um, to be precise, I'm gonna give you half a point there. Um, so half a point here. But if you if you're talking about magnetic launches, this. Typically, magnetic launches are called LSM launches, so linear synchronized motors. They're called. Basically, it's like imagine a sort of two magnets sort of repelling each other and create sort of creating the force to move the train forward. That's that's how magnetic launches work. But the other two launches are like other two launches that they mentioned about in the video is 
hydraulic launches or flywheel launches but flywheel launches is really basic it's like one of the first launch systems that actually are put in place so flywheel launches are when um, a counterweight drops on top of the tower or something and then that sort of pulls the train quickly forward so that's one of the first ways of achieving a launch but hydraulics or hydraulics is a bit more complicated which we'll not get into this episode and same with compressed air which is not mentioned in this episode but uh but we will talk we can talk about it uh, a bit later on so yeah um so can you name two advantages for terrain coasters so with terrain, I know that at, like some parks, they are, they are located in a sort of a hilly area, I, I believe. So, so the uh, engineers can take advantage of the, of, yeah. the, um, of the crests and valleys so they can sort of reduce the, what's it called? So they can reduce part of the expenses on the supporting pillars and stuff yeah i'll give you that that's one that's that's one advantage and the other one i would say i'm not sure if this is valid but i would say the the riders on that roller coaster can actually enjoy a bit of the nature you know i'm not sure if this is one yeah i, I mean i I, I, will, I will give you that but like i think it's it's more like for my standard answer right i, I said that it's more sort of because of the surrounding area and how close you get to the la um, the terrain itself. It creates an illusion that you're traveling at a higher speed than anticipated. Ooh. But outside that, it also made, allows you to create a larger drop than the uh, lift structure itself. So because of like, maybe there might be a valley somewhere. So it, it could be like the lifts could be shorter than the drop itself if you know what i mean yeah 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 so i would give you one and a half point here one and a half point <laughs> uh, okay okay and then we have got geography kicking in crest valley and the types of rocks and stuff <laughs> quite interesting for sure it definitely creates a unique experience doesn't it? okay so okay the last three questions should we do a quick fire round see how many can you get while traversing tight turns on wild mouse, ride, uh, riders experience what type of g-forces? What type? So that's that's not lateral. That should be a longitudinal force. Longitudinal. That's that's kind of correct, but it's it's actually lateral. You're, you like you, you got it right in the first place. <laughs> it's actually lateral force. So. But longitudinal, I would give you half a point there. Inverted coasters are great for speed and great for a feeling for guests um, that have their feet dangling in mid-air when they are seated in their, um, the trains. So Nemesis is a great example of an inverted coaster located in which theme park in the UK? It's also a terrain coaster, by the way. I just said, guess, Alton Towers. Yes. <laughs> Do you know other theme parks? Do you know any other theme parks in... <laughs> uh, there's another one, I think it's called like Drayton something. 
in the Midlands. Clayton Manor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in wow. the Midlands. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. And as lastly, explain what a forty coaster is. How would you explain a forty coaster to someone that doesn't know what a forty coaster is? So uh, for that one, I think it can be a uh, what's it called? The uh, can be it can be a winged car or I don't know. Well, I think it can be, and then uh, basically the carriage can spin around out of control. Actually, it, you you got it right. You got the gist right, but it it just kind of spins like it, it is actually controlled spinning. Most of them, most of them are controlled spinning, and but but your wing. I I really like how you mentioned about the wing sitting arrangement, which is really good. So I would give you a point here. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, so here, here are all the questions and how many marks do I get? Okay, let's let me let me count. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, so I counted up his like uh, HM's marks and drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. So you got eight out of fifteen, which is a bare pass. Try again next time. I mean, that's a not not a bad bad start. Not a bad start at all. At least you, you you got a pass. That's that's all we all we are glad to hear. You got eight out of fifteen. What a your thoughts? <laughs> that's good. That's good. At least I'll be half a GP and maybe maybe a bit less than half of a uh, not really a never an expert, but I would say I'm getting a step nearer to a real coaster amateur. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you definitely know more than the average average non-enthusiasts or not uh, general public but you are definitely not on the level of enthusiasts yet so keep learning keep learning <laughs> all right this is the end of the first part of the quiz with hm hope you guys enjoyed it and i would really appreciate if you guys could give some feedback regarding this do you like this new format do you like this type of stuff do you want us to do more this sort of quiz let us know in the comment below or just DM us. And so see you guys in part two where we'll be talking about Fuji Q Highland in the park spotlight. Bye bye.